Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. I'm Kate Johnston, and I'm an eating habit and weight loss coach for career women. I'll help you become the person who no longer has bad eating habits and loses the weight she really wants to in a way that lasts. Let's start. Hi there. Welcome to the podcast. So, although I help career women with eating habits, this entire podcast show can help anyone who wants to change their eating habits. So, if you're a career woman, great. If not, that's great too. I just appreciate you all. Today, I'm focusing on decoding eating habits of career women because it's really important to understand why you have certain eating habits as a busy or maybe not so busy career woman. That way, you can actually then find solutions to those particular eating habits. So for me, when I used to do a lot of emotional eating in my 20s, I had to figure out why I was doing so before I could find a real solution that would provide long-term results. Just like if you go to the doctor for a problem, right? If the doctor gives you a treatment plan without actually making some sort of a diagnosis first, or at least narrowing it down, right? It's going to be very difficult for that treatment plan to be made, A, but also there's going to be a likelihood that that treatment plan won't be very effective without the correct diagnosis, right? So I discovered when I was emotionally eating that I was doing so when I was feeling stressed, worried, anxious, and I was also using food as a reward for a difficult day. It took me a little bit to realize that. But it was something that I found that I was looking forward to at the end of a workday, especially a really long or tough workday. In fact, sometimes when we had a surgery that would go pretty late at night, I would actually think about what I was going to treat myself with when I got home from work because I felt like I deserved it. And after that long day, and I would then be able to anticipate sort of the reward of that food, or sometimes it would be a glass of wine. Right, So I will be diving into eating habits such as these, but so many more in addition to emotional eating and using food as a reward, of course. I will also be decoding these eating habits of career women for you. That's the main reason for this episode today, so that you can get an idea of why you might be engaging in these particular eating habits. And these are just some common reasons. These aren't all the reasons. However, after you listen to this podcast episode, you will have a much better idea of why you are engaging in some or maybe all of these eating habits. My hope is that once you understand, in addition to making it easier for you to then break out of the cycle of eating habits that you would like to stop, that you understand that you're perfectly normal. There is nothing wrong with you if you have any or even all of these eating habits. When I decode these eating habits for you, it'll make sense to you why you may have been doing some of these things. It'll sort of be like that aha moment or that light bulb moment. And I'm sure if you've had moments like that before, there is a feeling of relief or another emotion like that, right? Before I dive in, if you're not receiving my weekly 
eating habits and mindset tips via email every Sunday morning, you're going to want to get on the list for that. If you're on that list and receiving the Sunday morning tips, you'll also receive invitations for free written coaching where you can submit something that you need help with. And I will provide some written coaching in response to help you. And that is all confidential. You'll receive an email back with a private link that only you and myself, of course, have access to with your um, issue that or your question, the thing that you need to help with, and then my written coaching response. This is especially helpful if you feel like you're stuck with changing your eating habits or you feel like you're getting frustrated or that your mindset might be getting in the way. This is very, very common. So sign up for weekly tips with the link in the episode description if you're listening from a podcast listening app like Apple or Spotify, and you'll receive the free written written coaching invitations like once or twice a month. You can also just visit my website, katemjohnston.com weekly dash tips to sign up. Also, I'm currently working on a new free course that you're definitely going to want because it very much relates to this podcast episode, but it dives into simple solutions for you for three very common eating habits of career women. So if you are already on the list on for the weekly tips or you get on the list before the new free course comes out, I will send you the course without you having to do anything in addition. The free course is actually going to be a private podcast. Um, it'll You'll also receive like an actual page with the little podcast players if you don't want to um, pull up the private podcast in a podcast listening app. So you'll have two different ways that you can actually take the free course or listen to the free course. Um, There's probably going to be one or two um, short videos as well, but it comes with a printable workbook to make it super easy for you to create a simple plan to help you with common eating habits of career women. So I will walk you through creating a simple plan with that workbook. And like I said, it's going to be simple because I want things simple for you to actually be able to create those small wins and actually be able to implement what you, um, basically what you're writing down, um, and be able to actually follow through on that, right? So get on the list for weekly tips so that you can automatically receive that in the coming weeks when it is released to get on the list for weekly tips. Again, you'll see on the episode description, a link for that, or you can also go to katemjohnston.com forward slash weekly dash tips. All right, so the first eating habit of career women that I want to talk about is skipping breakfast. I'm going to be more specific and say skipping breakfast when you're actually hungry, because if you're not actually hungry in the morning, I don't think it's a big deal to skip breakfast. But why career women tend to skip breakfast is because they're often in a rush to get to work, right? Whether that be to get on a Zoom meeting if you're working from home or get to an actual office. So career women typically try to pack their mornings with way too many things and then find themselves in a rush. Or maybe all of these things do need to get done in the morning, but you're just not allowing yourself enough time to realistically accomplish all of these before you start your workday. And instead of taking the five to 10 minutes to sit down and eat 
breakfast, when you're feeling hungry, you end up ignoring those hunger signals. Hunger signals are just your brain communicating with your body that it might be time to eat something. The more you ignore hunger signals, the more your brain starts to get a little bit more urgent and increase those hunger signals. So they intensify and then it feels really urgent. And then you could end up um, impulsively stopping someplace that you didn't really intend to stop at or eating the donuts that someone brought into work that you really didn't want to eat or just overeating because you're trying to sort of shovel it in to get those really intense hunger signals to go away, right? And it also just throws off the whole balance of, of um, hunger and metabolism and all that. So if you're experiencing hunger signals, it's really healthy to actually honor that and eat something. Unless you just ate a massive meal an hour beforehand, then you might sort of look at that and be like, okay, I'm probably not really hungry. What else might it be? So this is actually something that we really focus on in one-on-one coaching when I work with clients because learning when you're actually hungry is so valuable with eating habits and also so valuable with losing weight. So that whole like hunger fullness um, balance and awareness is really key with all that. So there's two big reasons why career women tend to skip breakfast when they're hungry in the morning. And the first reason is because, like I said, they've packed too much into the morning. The second is because of the false belief that they don't have time to eat breakfast. Of course you have time to eat breakfast. Set your alarm for five minutes earlier or 10 minutes earlier and just eat a piece of fruit or a yogurt or a protein bar. It doesn't have to be fancy. Breakfast doesn't have to include eggs and toast and all the things, right? It can just be a little bit of something. This will help to energize you and get you going for the rest of the day. It will also decrease the likelihood that you'll get overly hungry in a couple of hours and eat something or an amount of something that you're going to regret later. Also, it teaches your brain and body that it can trust that you're going to give your body what it needs. So it really just helps to honor your um, hunger signals and honor your body by taking care of it. Okay, so the next eating habit of career women is emotional eating, which includes stress eating, of course. It also includes boredom eating. Anytime you eat in response to an emotion rather than in response to true hunger is emotional eating. We all emotionally eat, at least on occasion, so don't feel like there's something wrong with you because there's not. At some point years ago, you experienced an emotion that didn't feel great, And we're either given food by a parent or guardian, or you sought out food and ate it. You then experienced a very temporary bit of pleasure from dopamine and also simultaneously a little bit of relief from that uncomfortable emotion. Also, it doesn't have to be an uncomfortable emotion. It can be a really positive emotion that feels really good. And then sometimes food is, um, given or you eat food, you decide to eat food, and that sort of um, adds to the pleasure of the positive emotion. So that's also emotional eating as well. So whatever your experience, usually it's an uncomfortable emotion. Your brain noticed all of this 
back when this first occurred and thought, hey, that's a quick and easy quote unquote treatment that I can remember for next time. And then each time that this happens again, this just gets strengthened. Then an emotional eating habit can form if this is done frequently enough. So sometimes you can just emotionally eat episodically, but if done often enough, and especially with the same emotion or same emotions, can definitely become a habit pretty quickly, meaning it becomes automatic and you're not even really thinking about it. It just happens. So decoding that one is actually pretty easy. The food is just utilized as a quick and easy treatment of uncomfortable emotions, and that's why it happens. What makes stress an emotion that career women commonly react to with eating something is because stress can also increase your hunger signals because it increases the release of ghrelin, which is the hunger hormone. So that combined with wanting to avoid the discomfort and increase pleasure quickly is just a recipe for emotional eating or for stress eating. Boredom eating is also a very common eating habit, and you might think that this might not be common with career women because you're often busy, but that's the reason why boredom eating occurs. When you're finally not busy, such as late at night when you sit down to relax, this is a really big difference from your normal day, right? When you're feeling a lot more busy and you're doing a lot of things because it's a big difference, it can feel uncomfortable. It can feel like you need to fill that time with doing something. So unless you're good at feeling boredom and just sort of relaxing and enjoying not having anything to do, this can lead to boredom eating. So eating is a quick and easy thing to do, right? It serves as an activity to decrease boredom, and it also serves as the thing that helps to temporarily decrease the discomfort of that feeling of boredom, especially if it's such a different feeling from what you're feeling during the day. So it sort of kills two birds with one stone, the boredom eating. So that's why you might be boredom eating. When I work with clients on emotional eating, which of course includes all the emotions, but very commonly stress eating and boredom eating, we work on the thoughts behind those feelings. This is like the deeper level solution to emotional eating because thoughts always create those feelings. We also work on the feelings themselves and putting a pause between feeling the feeling and the activity or the reaction of eating in response so that you can actually break that habit. You can break that cycle, that sequence of events that is occurring automatically for you. So I help my clients with processing the emotions rather than just trying to get them to go away as quickly as possible with the food. Processing the emotions enables you to actually be able to experience the emotion without it feeling like a terrible, horrible thing. It also helps you to feel positive emotions more fully, which is such a great benefit. So I really like this. I really like working on the thoughts behind the feelings because this one in particular, this one really helped um, me break my emotional eating habit um, substantially helped it. And it also helped me to really shut down the anxiety that I was feeling on a daily basis. And when I say shut it down, I mean, I am no longer an anxious person. 
Um, And that's just all because I recognized that my thoughts were causing the anxiety. So every time I started to feel anxiety, I would immediately ask myself, what am I thinking that made me feel that way? And even just if you don't even have the time to explore the thought, because this would sometimes occur, I'd start getting anxious, like maybe at work or something. And then I would just say to myself, it's just my thought causing that feeling. I'm totally in control. And that made me feel so much better. Doing this enough times, and it started to become very easy to just automatically say this or automatically think about what thought was making me feel anxious. Doing this enough times, actually then just finally let that anxiety sort of go away. And of course, anxiety is going to come up with certain things, but it's not here on a daily basis. And that's amazing. So the reason why you're going to want to stop emotionally eating is because of several reasons. Because you're essentially using the food to avoid the discomfort of the emotion, just like I was with stress and anxiety and worry. That means that you're not fully feeling your emotions, right? And you start getting a little bit numb to them. And I understand you don't really want to feel stress. You don't really want to feel anxiety, But if you keep tamping it down, what ends up happening is you're just resisting it and it's just building up and intensifying more and more and more. That's what was happening with my anxiety for sure, but also my stress. So when you learn the skills to actually be able to feel your emotions for a little bit and then investigate them, you really get a much better um, handle on the emotions and they don't seem so terrible to you. And when you get used to not feeling those emotions because you're just trying to get them to go away quickly with food as soon as they come, you start feeling less of the positive emotions as well. So positive emotions you kind of start getting a little bit numb to also. You start feeling those less intensely as well. We all want to feel better, right? Well, if you want to feel better, you definitely don't want to be decreasing those positive emotions. So just remember, every time you try to push those negative emotions into a jar and resist them and not feel them, what's ending up happening across the board is that's what you're doing to your ability to feel all emotions, including positive emotions. Also, if you want to decrease those negative emotions or avoid those negative emotions with food, you're never really addressing why you're experiencing those emotions. Remember those thoughts, right? So you're never actually getting to the root cause. If I had never investigated those thoughts or realized that my thoughts were causing my anxiety, I never would have been able to get to the root cause um, each and every time I was feeling anxious. And so therefore, I always would have felt like, anxiety was out of my control and that it was always going to affect me forever. And it was such a horrible thing, right? So when you're actually able to feel an uncomfortable emotion, you can actually explore to see where it's coming from. You know, what thoughts are you having that are leading to this uncomfortable emotion? And when you actually sort of train yourself to feel an uncomfortable emotion, you get better and better and better at it. And it doesn't feel as horrible any longer. You're really only able to problem solve 
for different areas of your life and improve your life if you're actually able to investigate your thoughts and your feelings. That's a lot of the reasons why we have feelings to alert us that there's something going on in our brains, right? And you can't investigate those thoughts and feelings when you're just trying to tamp down those feelings and make them go away with food. The other reason why you don't want to be emotionally eating is because if you're eating due to an emotion and not because you're truly hungry or this is going to lead to overeating. This can lead to weight gain or if you're overeating things like refined sugars, it can lead to some medical issues too, of course. So if emotional eating is something that you feel like you do, you're definitely going to want that free course that's going to be coming out soon because I address this and give you some simple steps to really start breaking this emotional eating habit. And I actually think those steps are enjoyable. I tried to make them enjoyable for you so that it's more enticing for you to want to actually do those things, right? So I made them really simple. I made them enjoyable. I made the workbook enjoyable as well. So whenever something's enjoyable, our, our, we have a lot less resistance to it, right? We actually maybe look forward to implementing it. So the next eating habit of career women I want to decode is one that is related to emotional eating, and that is using food as a reward. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I used to use food as a reward mainly as something to look forward to at the end of a tough or long day. And the reason why career women use food as a reward is because it can help motivate you to continue to get through a tough day. And this is just because of dopamine that is released due to the anticipation of the reward. It can also just really increase the pleasure of accomplishment. Accomplishment is a good feeling, right? By releasing that dopamine due to the anticipation of the reward and actually getting the reward, eating the food. So if you're feeling accomplished, which is a good feeling, so that's why food as a reward is, is a little bit similar to emotional eating in the sense, if you're feeling that, that positive feeling of accomplishment, sometimes you want to heighten that feeling with food, using it as a reward because your brain realizes that you get that dopamine hit due to the anticipation of the reward and actually eating the food, actually getting the reward, right? So really food as a reward also has a very high link to dopamine. Dopamine makes you feel good temporarily. As humans, we seek out pleasure. So no wonder why this eating habit can occur, especially for career women who can have difficult or challenging days or can, who can have days where they really accomplish a lot. And then therefore a reward seems very fitting. Food is often chosen as a reward because it's quick and easy, and our brains like quick and easy. Also, salty, sweet, and savory foods tend to be put on a pedestal because these were the foods that tend to be higher in calories and were therefore valued more back in the primitive days when food was scarce. So usually, when you're choosing food as a reward, it's not going to be the carrots, but rather the chocolate or the ice cream or the chips, right? And these types of food 
cause that release of dopamine when they're actually eaten, but also even just the anticipation of eating them. And a lot of this really goes back to the survival days. So again, there's nothing wrong with you. This is just a human thing. That does not mean that there aren't solutions though. There certainly are. And in that new free course that's coming out, I'm showing you some simple, easy ways to start breaking this habit also. Okay. Next up is mindless eating, particularly at your work desk or workspace. Now, certainly you can also mindlessly eat at home for very similar reasons. This eating habit has to do with time. Sometimes you have so much on your work schedule that you don't get a lunch break and you eat at your desk. And because you feel like there's a lack of time, your perception of time is that there's not enough. And then therefore you end up eating while you're working or doing something else. So mindless eating is just not paying attention to eating because you're doing something else. And you may think that you're able to pay attention to eating and work at the same time because you feel that you're a good multitasker. However, studies show that there's only a teeny tiny percentage of people in the world that can truly multitask. A lot of us just think we're multitasking. We're mainly doing one thing and sort of mindlessly doing the other thing or only partially doing the other thing or doing the other things, but not doing them well, right? So interestingly, I used to think that I was a good multitasker, but then when I heard the statistics, I started realizing that maybe I wasn't a good multitasker. My husband, Paul, can attest to this. He likes to lovingly tease me about this. So trust me, if you think that you are paying attention to your food and paying attention to your work as well, or equally so, you're not. Since your work is going to require more attention, more brain power, what ends up happening is you're not paying attention to the food and the action of eating. Your brain is going to focus on the thing that it needs more of its energy for. Again, the reason why career women tend to have this eating habit of mindless eating is because of time, but mainly because of the perception of lack of time. Because really, you have 10 minutes to sit and eat your lunch without doing something else, right? Even if that means that you get to work 10 minutes earlier so that you can get a little bit of work done in that 10 minutes so that they, that can then free you up for a 10-minute lunch break. And if your boss is not giving you a lunch break, even if that boss is you, maybe it's time to talk to your boss or talk to yourself about a true lunch break. The advantages of taking that time to nourish yourself and re-energize and get your mind focused on your food and the act of eating is going to help you be more productive for the afternoon, but also help you to pay much more attention to your hunger and fullness signals. That way you don't end up overeating. Overeating can oftentimes cause you to feel fatigued for the rest of the day too, right? So next up is snacking. When you have to work the full day, you look forward to little breaks, right? And work does not necessarily mean doing tasks that you want to do or love to do. So sometimes career women seek out snacks as an avoidance thing or a distraction thing, or even to help them get a little bit of a boost of energy to get through the rest of the day. The challenge with this is keeping track of the snacking and making sure that you're only snacking when you're truly hungry. This can really be a challenge for people. Otherwise, you can end up consuming way more calories than you needed for the day. Consuming more calories that you needed repeatedly will cause weight gain. 
Now, if you're trying to gain weight intentionally, that's totally fine then, but that's usually not the case for most career women or most people in general. So again, a lot of the underlying reasons for snacking throughout the day is avoidance of a task that doesn't seem so appealing, using it as a distraction to provide a little tiny bit of pleasure during your workday, and also thinking that it will boost your energy. And it may, but a lot of times simply just drinking water will boost your energy. Also, Sometimes people-pleasing is a reason for snacking at work as well. If a colleague brought in something and offered it to you, sometimes you'll find yourself accepting it because you want to please this person, right? So you'll end up snacking on something that you didn't intend to or you weren't even hungry for, all because you were afraid of saying no because of what you might think the person would think if you said no, maybe a fear of offending them, right? Or what you think they might think about you as a person for declining the cookies that they made or the donuts that they so kindly brought in for everyone. And that just comes down to a fear of being judged. There are several reasons why we as humans don't want to be judged by other people. However, I won't dive into that today. All right, so this podcast episode is already getting long enough, so I will wrap it up. Be sure to get on the list for weekly tips so that you can receive tips to help you stay on track with eating habits and with weight loss and mindset every Sunday morning. You'll also receive those invitations for the free written coaching from me. Again, those are like once or twice a month for the time being. You'll also receive the free private podcast course when it comes out in a couple of weeks, as long as you get on the list before it actually comes out. Otherwise, you'll just have to um, go and sign up for it separately. So um, it's probably going to be titled Crushing Bad Eating Habits, Simple Solutions for Career Women. So get on that list now. Otherwise, you can always get the free course, as I mentioned, and the workbook after it comes out, but you'll have to go onto my website and just plug in your first name and email to get the course. And if you want to skip through the do-it-yourself stuff and start breaking bad habits immediately, bad eating habits, I can help you with one-on-one coaching. I invite you to book a free consultation to get insight and clarity as far as what will actually help you with your specific eating habits. Kind of like going to the doctor and getting a diagnosis and treatment plan. And from there, if you like my approach, if you like my treatment plan, which I'm confident you will, and if you're curious about how we can work together to reach your specific goals, I can tell you all about that on the consult. All right, take care. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk with you next week. Become the person who loves her eating habits and her body so you can enjoy more of your life. I'll help. Start now by just setting up a time to talk with me by visiting katemjohnston.com forward slash consult.